This is your favorite sports podcast on the official Moose's Mulligans website. Now here's your host, Alex Streisick. Welcome back to Vicious Mulligans, where money talks and BS walks. Make sure to check out the show at facebook.com slash moosesmulligans and our official website, moosesmulligans.weebly.com. Going around the league, uh, the NBA is on the All-Star break, and we'll be getting to that in a second. Uh, your winners for the skills competition with Spencer Dinwiddie. For the three-point contest, Devin Booker from the Suns. And for the dunk contest, Donovan Mitchell, a very young, talented player. We'll be getting more into the MLB signings of Yu Darvish and Eric Hosmer later in the show. And then in hockey, you have the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Washington Capitals leading the Eastern Conference. And on the Western Conference, you still have the Vegas Golden Knights and the National Predators and Jets right behind them, but Vegas Golden Knights still first in the West and only one point behind Tampa Bay, and it is very, very impressive to see that they are still holding it up even after such a long break, and they've already set a record for the most wins of any expansion team, and the season's still going. It's it's impressive. So we mentioned about the All-Star game, so let's get right into it. Spencer Dinwiddie won the skills challenge over Laurie Markkinen from the Chicago Bulls. That competition kind of doing a little eval on this All-Star game. Uh, that competition was interesting. I mean, they were showing cool highlights of Dwayne Wade winning it, and Dwayne Wade was commentating with them. But, I mean, the chest pass, dribbling, and layup to three... It's not going to be the most exciting part of the All-Star game, I understand. Then moving into the three-point contest, at first it was a little shaky. I mean, it came out of the gates a little cold, but uh, we were not disappointed by Devin Booker and Klay Thompson in the final. Klay Klay Thompson had a great round, but still came up short to Devin Booker's record-setting 29 points. (laughs) Kaboom! I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be sleeping on Devin Booker anymore for the Suns. I think the Suns with him and Josh Jackson have really showed what they're building for the future. So Suns fans definitely liking this all-star break so far. I know they don't look good in the standings, but with a good draft coming up soon, and it looks like some really good young talent. It's an exciting break for the fan base. And now the dunk contest. This is where everyone starts to tune in. This is this is where things get flashy. Blake Griffin jumping over cars. Howard wearing Howard wearing a Superman cape. I mean, Devin Carter in, in that Toronto Raptors jersey, which by the way Donovan Mitchell wore last night, which was kind of a cool. There's a lot of throwbacks last night. Also, this dunk by Larry Nance Jr. <laughs> 
That dunk was an exact replica of what his dad did as a member of the Phoenix Suns. His dad did that same dunk in the dunk contest back when he was playing, so that was really cool to see. But overall, your champ is Donovan Mitchell, who's been the young scoring champ right now for the Utah Jazz, another team that looks super excited for their future. Now, tonight is the All-Star Game, and... There's been so much scoring and so little defense that it's been kind of embarrassing for the NBA. They're starting to get related to the Pro Bowl, which nobody wants. And we'll see. They did the draft between LeBron and Curry. We'll see how competitive it really is, especially with all the injuries that happened. We lost Porzingis. We lost Marcus Cousins. We'll, we'll see how competitive it really gets between LeBron and Curry. I'm, I'm curious to see it. But I'm not going to be – I don't know. We'll see. If, if they can play competitively and there's less than 100 – that's already terrible to say. If there's less than 150 points from both teams, you know, that, that, that's just already a terrible thing to say. Like, well, if they don't combine for 300 points, I'll be interested. That's, that's a lot already as it is. That's ridiculous still. But the whole point is to watch the Stars show it off. So hopefully we see some cool dunks. That makes it a little bit worth a while. Uh-oh. All right, when we come back here on Mrs. Mulligans, we're going to take a look at all the cool stuff happening in the MLB, finally. Not everybody signed, but we got some big names finally going somewhere, and some interesting stuff we'll get to with Mark Burquist coming back on the show here on Mrs. Mulligans. This is your favorite sports podcast on the official Mrs. Mulligans website. Nice throw. It's all right, I got a ladder, I'll get it. Actually, just tell Mrs. Donnelly her paper's on the roof and she can get it whenever she wants. Oh, that's good thinking, Clark. I'll just have 80-year-old Mrs. Donnelly climb on her roof to get her newspaper. Okay, cool. Thanks. Whoa, 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 Clark. I was kidding, you can't do that. All right, fine. Here, give her one of these. This is yesterday's paper. Well, at least it's not on the roof. Clark, don't pick your nose in front of me, please. I'm not picking, I'm scratching. What are you scratching your brain? Now here's your host, Alex Strysick. All right, back here on Moose's Mulligans, where money talks and BS walks. Again, the official website, moosesmulligans.weebly.com. And give us a like at facebook.com slash moosesmulligans. Thank you very much. Now, I know Mark wanted to talk about the Eric Hosmer signing. We had talked earlier in the week about you, Darvish. And so I wasn't able to get him to talk about Eric Hosmer yet. But I can guarantee you I will have him on next week about it. For me on the whole Eric Hosmer thing, I 
like that the Padres put some options in at the end of the contract, but I'm still hesitant to give the guy eight years. If in one to two years, even three years, I'd give it three years, if the Padres are trading Eric Hosmer for half price in two to three years, it's going to feel terrible, like we're running in circles with the Padres, with James Shields and Matt Kemp and Craig Kimbrell. It's just, I, I feel like we're running in circles if they do this again. Now, if their farm system is as good as we think it is, and Eric Hosmer can help them develop, and then in two years, they are in a wild card spot or win the NL West, that's great. Obviously, it's worth the money then. But if they're still sitting 500, sub-500 in two years, and Eric Hosmer's just sitting there, and their best option is just to get prospects for him, it's, it just seems like a never-ending cycle. And I think next free agency, obviously, is loaded, and it's not like the Padres are going to win a lot of free agents next year. It does handcuff you in, though, with that much money over the next five years on that contract so there's a lot of pressure on Eric Hosmer there just because it's not really the pressure on him it's the pressure on the franchise now to produce I get that he can be a franchise name now which brings more excitement but I'm more worried about wins getting to the playoffs because the only way to make it to the World Series is to make it to the playoffs and then the playoffs anything can happen any team can get on a heater I mean look at the Tampa Bay Rays in 08 Look at the Yankees' wild card run in 09. It's just making the playoffs is the most important part. And speaking of playoffs, we're, we wanted to bring on Mark Burquist because uh, I want to talk about how short sample sizes can affect certain values in players and where do we draw the line. All right, and we're going to bring on Mark Burquist now to talk about all the latest in baseball as we're getting excited for spring training. Hey, Mark. All right, so uh, I just want to know your thoughts on the U Darvish signing. As for those who didn't know, he signed with the Chicago Cubs this week. Oh man, you know it's it's fun. Uh, I I think Darvish is is an upgrade over Arietta, honestly. Um, you know, Arietta had a good twenty sixteen of you know above average twenty seventeen, whatever. Darvish has been pretty good for the entire time he's been in the majors. Um, you know, and I know we're going to talk about this later, and maybe he could earn more money uh, if he would have pitched well in the playoffs. But, you know, I know we're going to talk about it in a second, but I, I think that really does upgrade the Cubs, uh, at least at least marginally. Right. Uh, the question is, is if he can stay healthy, and I like that the Cubs don't rely on him as much as other teams would of, like, the Brewers. Yeah. Uh, so if he does get hurt, it's not as big a hit to them. So it does it does make him more of a better playoff sign. But that leads right into my next question for you. The small sample sizes in baseball make it difficult to read. But this last postseason, we got to see you, Darvish, and Corey Kluber, and they really struggled in the postseason. Do you think that really small sample size of two to three outings really hurts their value? Well, I think the important question you have to ask yourself is, you know, is this what we're going to see out of them? If these best starts are always seen, you have to assume you know, he may be bad, but you want him to prove it otherwise. And I, I know there's this thing going around that in the World Series, uh, Astros said that Darvish was tipping his pitches. So, you know, his his bad starts in, in the World Series could be attributed to that, as could the other postseason starts. And so I think until you pitch well in the postseason, you know, it's going to cost you a little bit more money. Uh, 
unless you're just a Clayton Kershaw-like pitcher, where, you know, he's probably going to be really, really good. That's just how I see it right now. Right, I totally agree. I, I think uh, we we always look at the postseason because that's when the most eyeballs are watching it. And in baseball, you know it's a really streaky sport, and sometimes you can't control the outcome. Now, uh, for Darvish and Kluber, it's such a small sample size that I would be totally fine having them and running them out there in the postseason. Now, for Kershaw, he is so good in the regular season that that adds to his value, obviously. But he's had a he's had a pretty big sample size in the playoffs, and I, I, he still hasn't been able to put it together. Do you think? Are you worried at all about that affecting Kershaw's value in a sense to the Dodgers? No. Not at all, because he's Clayton Kershaw. He's the best pitcher in baseball, <laughs> and probably the best pitcher in the world. You're going to run him out. You're not going to not run him out there, right? I, I would run him out there. It's, yeah. But you don't want to be hitting your head against the wall for, if you're the Dodgers. I mean, you, you've come so close. Well, I mean, if you really take out all of his starts against the Cardinals, his numbers aren't as bad as everybody uh, everybody thinks they are. He's just The Cardinals have just killed him. And, you know, maybe it's all those innings getting to him. You know, it's super late in the postseason, getting to October. He's probably around 240 innings. You know, and any kind of pitcher that's going to affect you, you would have to think, right? Right. Having to carry the team for that long can, like like we say, literally hurt your back. You know, it, yeah. it can, carrying a team that long can really affect you. I mean, yeah. it, to throw that many innings consistently, he's done a great job. We've seen some injuries lately, but he's, he's done a really good job of being there to get them in the postseason. And I think exactly. we forget that value because we only want to see them once they make the postseason. Exactly. All right, well, exactly. excited, I'm excited to see what happens with J.D. Martinez, and there's some trade rumors with the Rays. So when that happens, we'll definitely have you back on, Mark. Absolutely. I'll be ready for it. All right, thanks, Mark. Thanks, Alex. Looking at that rotation now, though, for the Cubs, we have John Lester, you Darvish. I still am not so sure how... Jose Quintana will bounce back after last year, but there's not as much pressure on him, obviously, being the third starter in the rotation. Their bullpen still needs a little help, in my opinion, but their only real threat is the Cardinals and the Brewers right now. The Cardinals are still kind of regrouping. I think they're a lot better than a lot. They're kind of the sleeper team, honestly, the Cardinals. And the Brewers are very young, very talented, but are still missing the pitching. They still need the pitching to survive the entire year. And right now they don't have that. So the Cubs, it's not a bad idea to take you, Darvish, and see how it goes. We'll, uh, we'll see if they can walk right into the playoffs. I mean, the Brewers gave them kind of a hard time last year, and the Cardinals finished strong. And on the Dodgers' side, I'm not too worried about Kershaw. I'm going to agree with Mark on that. But other, otherwise, I mean, the only thing left to do is watch and that's gonna be the fun part with spring training starting we get to watch this now get to watch stanton be a yankee we get to watch the twins add jake odorizzi just i'm so excited for the twins too they're the real underdogs i would love to see a good run by them maybe with a healthy miguel sano they can (laughs) all right yeah i'm i'm running out of time here so it's been a great week here on mooses mulligans Make sure to check us out live on Wednesdays at Point Radio, pointloma.pointradio.com. Uh, uh, you can check us out there. I do a live show on campus now, and it's every Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. And it's it's just a good talk. It's it's 
really fun and we had a great first show with it last week. Also, I will always be doing these Sunday shows, so make sure to keep tuning in because, you know, this is Moose's Mulligans where money talks and BS walks. We'll see you Wednesday and we'll see you next Sunday. <laughs>